What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the How You Podcast. This is the personal growth podcast where we talk about how you can be a better you. We release videos and podcasts just like this every single week. So if you're interested in personal growth, want to be the best you that you've ever been, that you have ever been in your life, then just consider subscribing, clicking the bell notification, whether you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are listened to. Or if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Hey, man, today... I want to actually give you a tip on how to give yourself a raise. How many of us right now could stand to make a little bit more money? And the truth is the tip that I'm going to give you today won't work for everybody, but there will be a few of you today that you're going to walk away from this video and you're going to thank yourself because you're going to leave this video with a plan to give yourself a significant raise over the next three to six months. If you can't work another job, which is the easiest way to get a raise, or start a side hustle, which is the quickest way is what I should say. The quickest way to get a raise. If you can't do either of those things, the easiest way to give yourself a raise right now is to eliminate expenses. If you cannot increase your income, then you have to decrease and almost eliminate your expenses because those are the things that will be flexible. And that is going to require you to comb through your budget in a way that you never have before. Maybe you're listening right now and you don't have a written out budget. And my encouragement to you would be to start to write out a monthly budget. Write all of your income on a sheet of paper and write all of your expenses. I'm talking down to the dollar and the cent. How much you spent last month on gas? How much you spent the last two months on Netflix? How much you spent the last two months on eating out? How much you spent the last two months on groceries? How much you spent the last two months on going on dates or whatever? How much you spent the last two months on everything? If you have electricity, how much you spent the last two months on electricity? How much you spent the last two months on water? How much you spent the last two months on laundry? How much you spent the last two months? And I mean, you are combing through all of those expenses and you go line by 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 line, finding all the expenses. And you ask yourself about every line item, what can I do to decrease this expense as much as possible? And if there's anything that you can find to decrease that expense, then you do so. Hey, I need to set somebody free right now. Because if you've graduated college already and you're on your way and you're you're out and started your career and you live on your own already, then you can't do this tip. But if you are in college right now, then here's what I would suggest for you. Once you write out all your expenses, somebody who lives on their own, their biggest expense is going to be their rent or their mortgage nine times out of 10. And right now you have a chance in college to save as much money as you can after you graduate by, if it's an option, moving back in with your parents. Now I know, I know, it sounds horrible. I know, I know. You don't want to be the person who graduates college, gets a job, and then moves back in with your parents. It feels like failure. But I want you to think for a moment. In our area, the average rent that you can find at a decent apartment, not even great, at a decent apartment is $1,000 minimum. And then you're going to pay for lights. Then you're going to pay for your trash. Then you're going to pay. You're going to start racking up all of these expenses because you live on your own. And all of those expenses become yours. And it'll average out to being about twelve dollars or $1,300 a month, probably. Now then, if you add into that 
the money that you could, that you'll actually save a month, you'll probably be paying $1,200 a month in rent. And let's say you could then put away like $250 a month into your savings, you know. If you can move back in with your parents, you can save $1,500 a month. And if you can do that for 10 months, you can put away 15 grand if you don't blow your money. And then you can move out of your parents' house with $15,000 in the bank in 10 months because you didn't rush into starting your life. Let's say right now you're going to graduate your first job out of college. You get a decent job. You're going to be making 55 grand a year. Let's say you give yourself, you got to pay your taxes. That's going to be roughly 20-ish percent. So you don't bring home about 45, maybe 40. Then let's say you pay your tithes and you're going to pay another 5,000 out of that. You're going to bring home maybe 38, 39-ish. And then, yeah, 38, 39, 35, somewhere in there. I'm not doing all the math in my head right now. But you're going to bring home that amount of money. And let's say you live on $10,000 or $12,000. You live on $1,000 a month, but you have no housing expense. You can put away twenty thousand to thirty thousand dollars easily depending on how much your first salary is and so if you're in college right now you need to be thinking about how after college you can eliminate that mortgage expense for however long you can eliminate it even if it's only a year even if it's only two years you bear down and buckle down and deal with your parents rules for two years so that you can save that money and leave your parents house with twenty thousand dollars if i were you right now i would not move out If I had a job, I would not move out until I had $20,000 in the bank, period. Second thing you can do to start eliminating your expenses is look at your car payment. If you're making a car payment, the average car payment in America right now is somewhere near $500. If you're making a car payment, that is an expense that if you can eliminate, you can give yourself a raise. And so you got to ask yourself about your current car. Is it too expensive? Are you driving too much car? Do you need to eliminate that expense and go buy a cash car? Or do you need to double up on your payments so that you can eliminate the car payment so that you can have that money back in your budget? Whatever it is, you get the point now. Line by line by line. When Francine and I first got married... (laughs) This is so sad. I was trying to make an extra car payment. My car payment at the time was $198. It wasn't expensive. And so for $198, I did some simple math. And I said, if it's $198, and I need to divide that by 30 days in a month, I need to figure out how to save an extra $6 on average every day. And if I can save an extra 5 or $6 every day for a whole month, I can make an extra car payment and pay my car payment off twice as fast. Literally twice as fast. So I started trying to save that $6 every month. You can call me so cheap for what I'm about to say. I'm actually almost embarrassed to tell you, but you can verify with my wife. If we would go out to eat together, not on a date or anything like that, we had money budgeted aside for date night. It was a small amount, but we had money budgeted out. I mean, if there was a day that we said, hey, we don't feel like cooking and we're going to go out and get something to eat. I would ask Francine to choose between fries and a drink. You don't believe me. DM her, FM Maryland, at FM Maryland. DM my wife. When we first got married, I was trying to save so much money that I asked her to choose 
if we went out to McDonald's, Whataburger, Bojangles, whatever you call it, choose fries or a drink. Because that $175, $185, $2 or whatever I spend not getting the meal and not upcharging it, especially in that moment, in that season in our life, that went towards my $6. Because I knew if I saved an extra $6 a day, I'd make an extra car payment. And I'd get out of debt twice as fast. And so we started doing everything. The other thing is when we got married, I asked for no wedding gifts. I had a mentor tell me this. There's only two times in your life you could beg for money as a man. Graduation and your wedding day. We asked for no wedding gifts. Don't bring me no iron. Don't bring me no toaster. Don't bring me no waffle iron. I don't want no easy bake oven. I don't want no uh, slow cooker, whatever you call those things. I don't want no crock pot. I don't want no microwaves. Don't bring me none of that. I don't want no pots and pans. I don't want no blankets. I don't want no sheets. I don't want none of that. Don't bring none of that to the wedding. Bring all cash. Bring all cash. I want you to bring all cash to our wedding. Everybody who showed up to our wedding, just about, especially since we were moving, they brought cash. I took all of that cash and put it towards Francine's student loans. Every bit of cash we got from the wedding. It was something like ten dollars or $12,000. Because I knew if we could eliminate that expense, it was like giving ourselves a raise. If we could eliminate the, the debt expense, it was like giving ourselves a raise. And so you have to figure out what are the things you want to sacrifice. Now, here's the deal. I tell people all the time, you don't got to live like that. Like if you want to live, and I promise you I'm not saying this in the most condescending way ever. Like if you are truly comfortable living the life you're living right now, where you're like, hey, I pay way too much for my mortgage. I pay way too much for my car, but I'm comfortable in that. I want to drive a nice car. I want to live in a nice place, all of those things. Then do that. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Do that. But if you're really serious about not living paycheck to paycheck and you can't get a raise right now, the best thing you can start doing is eliminating your expenses. Hey, thanks so much for locking in this week. I appreciate you. If you found this content helpful, then I want you to like, share, subscribe. Leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to and intake your podcast. It really means a lot to me and it does well in helping other people find the same content. If you want to submit an idea, then down in the show notes or down in the description below, you can find a link where you can go and submit topics for future podcasts. Thank you so much for locking in. And remember... You won't go anywhere unless you grow somewhere. Take it easy.